This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of This Week in ITFC History. My name is David Diamond and I'll be here each and every week alongside the man of a million spreadsheets, author of Ipswichtownstats.com, top ITFC historian. It is none other than the renegade stat man. We'll be looking back at the names, the games, the wins, the draws and the losses that occurred this week in ITFC history. Easy stat. Easy, mate. How are you? I'm all right, mate. How's you? Fantastic. Yeah, we had a good... Um, so we're recording this the midweek after after the game at Reading. We had, a, we had a bit of a podcast day out at Reading, didn't we, mate? And Yeah, I mean, I think, as I said, you know, after about 60 minutes when it was 0-0, <laughs> nobody thought that we were going to win 4-0. But there's some, some other outstanding memories for me. One was when we were just going towards the Oracle... And you had to leave your car on on the slip road. I was desperate. Yeah. Oh, listeners, I was desperate. Lord, <laughs> Lord Pat Lewis then has to jump into the into the driver's seat, and then the traffic that hasn't moved for twenty minutes goes off. I'm out the back window shouting, "Run, Forrest, run!" That was a highlight. And then one of the lowlights is when we finally parked up at Reading. Yeah, there's this great car park. If you, if you go with Dave, he you knows where all the car parks are. And he turned left, and he went, "Oh." There's a housing estate. So there's a new Seriously, housing estate. When I last went there, which admittedly probably was two seasons ago, yeah. it, it was a car park. Well, then we, where was it? Holiday Inn we parked? Yeah, we yeah. parked in the Holiday Inn. So we all were getting out of the car. There was four of us at that point. We picked up uh, Daryl all the way from Florida. Jonesy. But he, he came across. We didn't get him from Florida. No, we didn't. And um, so I said, I'll tell you what, lads, is, is, I might just put my hooded top on. It was a bit cold. So I did that. And then next thing I heard a click. <laughs> I thought, what's that? And I was like, He's locked the door. All right, yeah, you're jokers. Yeah, let me out. And then next thing I looked, and you were all just deep in chat, walking away. We've got what we thought. We thought you'd... I didn't even notice what was going on. So obviously, I, well, I locked the car, of course. Yeah. So we just thought you'd gone ahead into the into the gents, you know, yeah. pre, pre-empting. And then we got to the gents, I think me and Pat were in there, and we said, hang on, that's not here. Where's, where's he gone? Well, you know what happened? At and one then... point, I suddenly thought, oh. <laughs> and then the siren, and the car alarm went off. 
And I'm like, for goodness sake, I'm grabbing at the, the, the handle, thinking I must be able to open this. I can't smash his window. That's not good form. No. So I was sitting there. Then the alarm went off, and I thought, all right, I'll sit here again. And I thought, well, I haven't got my hooded top on. So I then stupidly put my hooded top on, yeah. and the alarm went off again. And then people turned up in the car next to me. <laughs> and they were there, and they looked at the alarm, and they saw me, and I waved, and I went, I'm not, I'm not breaking in. I'm, I'm stuck. So I phoned up Daryl, and I said, Daryl, can you let Dave know? He went, okay, so I'm just going to the loo, um, which wasn't very helpful. So I'm sitting there, and the next thing, I think you walked over with, with Pat, yeah, wondering why your alarm was going all's on. All's well, all's well that ends well. But those things did not overshadow those four great goals. Oh. And my favourite shout, which was the, the favourite shout of mine, there was some great, great chance, but the, the, the thing that went through my mind for our third goal, when Freddie is running towards <laughs> the goal, and I'm thinking... Don't touch it, Freddie. Just leave it. I was worried that he was just going to get a little touch on it and put it over the bar. Hit the post or something. But yeah, 4-0. Great stuff. The weather was freezing cold. And this this week in ITF's history, we're going to cover the 5th to the 11th of... 5th to the 11th of May. And I'm hoping that, you know, some of these games, when you look down there, they're, they're... Warm game, so let, let let's hope that the weather improves. They shall, were. Shall I get straight into it? Go go on stats. It's, it's a, I, I, I've got the benefit of having um, uh, stats already. Obviously, we know the games in advance. We're going to cover, and the first one, a bit of a nothing game, really. Yeah, I mean, I think particularly, you know, if you were if you were support the team north of the border, um, north of the the the, the Suffolk Norfolk border, I don't mean Scotland, <laughs> um, you probably would have no idea what it's like to play in an FA Cup final. And win one nil, and and Ray's lift the trophy of the in the world's greatest <laughs> club competition. Incredible. So yeah, you are right. It is the sixth of May, nineteen seventy eight, and quite rightly, the club is going to is doing a lot. And quite right too. You know, yeah. forty years. Mm-hmm. I mean, how how old were you then? About twenty twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah, easy, yeah. easy. Yeah. I yeah. was fifteen, so <clears throat> I was, my birthday's not till the end of July. So I was one of the youngest in my. In my year, obviously, yeah. 25th of July. And um, so I'd just taken my, what were they called then? GCEs, I think. Yeah, GCE, yes. GCE, not even GCSEs there. GCEs there, or in the, mid, in the midst of them, probably, because I left school. I left school that summer. What, I mean, and, and what a summer. Um, I mean, for me personally, I'd, I'd take it back probably to the semi final. The semi final was just unbelievable. You know, we'd finally got to Wembley after the disappointment of the. West Ham, Clive Thomas, Dave Barkle, what, three three years before at Stamford Bridge. Ironically, Clive Thomas then turns out to be the ref at, um, at Highbury when we beat uh, West Brom in the semi-final. But, you know, the, just the, the, the relief after that game, knowing that we'd finally made it to Wembley was just unbelievable. And just the whole build-up from then on to Wembley. I mean... It culminated with me. This is a this is a very this is a true story. <clears throat> so the cup final tickets came out. Excuse me, <clears throat> the cup final tickets are out. And what you what how you acquired cup final tickets back in those days? Obviously, not being a season ticket holder, hardly any, any you know not many seats back then. Um, well, in fact, the seats that were there, every seat I think was sold as a season ticket. Um, right. Whether it was certainly was in the UEFA Cup season. Whether it was back then, I'm not sure. Can so, I ask? A, can I just ask on. a question there? So. If you went to football then, yeah. could you be a season ticket holder and stand? Oh, that's a good question. No. Because I thought, you know, the, be- the benefit no. of, of a season ticket no. is that you get a sort of a, a reduced rate. So that was for, no, for I'm a pre- seat, No, I'm yeah? pretty sure you yeah. couldn't get a standing season ticket. I yeah. might be, I'm sure you couldn't, no. Someone will write in and tell us. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you couldn't. Um, 
So the deal was um, at random home games throughout the season, you got these little cardboard vouchers. I'm holding up a bit like size, a bit wider than a playing card. Yeah. For big cup matches, which you know, obviously Ipswich back in those days were playing in a in a few. Um, I can't remember whether you needed them for things like that season, like the Barcelona. I don't think you could. I think you could just pay on the gate as you always did for the Barcelona. But certainly, certainly, I I can't remember. Probably needed them for the semi final, although I can't recall. But you might have done anyway for the cup final. Um, I remember. So we had had the vouchers. Obviously, vouchers. We were vouchers short. I think me and some other guys, some of my pals that wanted to go. And um, fortunately, I remember there was a guy at school whose whose dad worked on one of the turnstiles, so he was like voucher heavy. Clearly, so yeah. a very popular lad at the time. And sort of you know swapped and traded back then, probably a bit of money, but probably Christ, probably football panino or not even soccer stars, whatever they were then, or programs or something you traded for vouchers. Anyway, and I remember, bless my dad, he's been, um, he's gone a few years now, but um, he, I went to the semi-final with my dad and his pals, actually, which was great. I remember fond memories of that. Um, my dad, I remember, queued, because then you queued up the night before for cup tickets. I remember going to relieve my dad at something like six in the morning. He queued through the night, and I went and, you know, replaced him in the queue at like you six. Did, sorry, you did what to your dad? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Took, took his place in the queue. Yeah. Bless him. And, yeah. um, and, um, yeah, and probably so by the time the queue snaked around in you know the room, yeah, there's going to be plenty of tickets to go around. Yeah, if you've got the necessary vouchers. And so if I said I got to the got to the to, in the queue around the back of the north stand, probably I think I was at like I don't know six in the morning, and probably got my ticket by let's say half ten eleven. Got how many tickets I needed with, the, the, with the amount of vouchers. This is where the ticket the ticket office was like at Constantine the, Road. Yeah, yeah, where the where the sort of the the, the main the office park. where the main office is yeah, now, yeah. the main reception. Yeah. And there was nothing like that there. It's just like a little ticket office. And I think, uh, I think, I think it's right. I think they said, you know, there were people collecting money in like cardboard boxes and stuff like that. It was just ridiculous because obviously, no, couldn't have a credit card then. So anyway, so we got tickets and then went home. And as we did then, um, I think we mentioned this before, the reserve games um, when Town were playing, uh, when Town were playing away. And I don't think it couldn't have been the Saturday of the Villa games. That was the Saturday before the Cup final, wasn't it? But anyway. Um, Sam was sort of playing away, and I remember going back with my pals in the afternoon to watch the reserve game, and um, there was still like one or two people hanging around the ticket office. So I just happened to like, one well, I wonder. So I wanted another ticket. I said, don't suppose you've got any tickets there for the cup phone? Yeah, yeah. Where do you want to? Do you want a seat? Do you want to stand? Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Obviously, no money. You made a, made a killing. No money on you then, you know, obviously as a kid. But yeah, so um, it would have saved all the queue, and if you've had the... Uh, if you've had the necessary watsits to um, to um, have the nerve to uh, go back in the afternoon. So, yeah, remember, you know, um, <clears throat> great excitement, all the build-up for the cup final. Unfortunately, didn't, no video, no video then. So, um, you know, missed all the build-up cup final. I don't know, it's a knockout or swap shop or whatever it was. And um, I went went on a coach to the, to the final. Um, and what I do remember about the final, the weather, the corresponding few days before the final, been absolutely lashing it down. And I even got to the to the point of the morning of the game when the when the you know the game itself potentially was in doubt so that, that yeah oh god yeah because when you when you watch it it looks like it's a, a bright sunny heavy. day yeah it was in the end and the hot yeah. steamy in yeah. the end but no we had a really really bit like we've had this week you know really some heavy rain yeah. um so anyway you know you yeah you, you just you get there and the whole build up and i can vaguely remember you know the build up before the cup final and the abide with me in the cup final with and, you know, just being in the Ipswich end, absolutely incredible. And seeing your team run out for the cup final, all the Ipswich fans with the tunnel end as well. Um, 
yeah, just just fantastic. And um, yeah, and again, my memory, my, you know, my, my memories of the game just complete. Unlike the semi final, where the semi final was was a bit edgy. We went two, if you remember, we went two 0 up in the semi final. Then Hunter gave away a penalty, and they scored with about I think fifteen minutes to go. West Brom. Very, very edgy after that until, you know, Walk perhaps got the third goal. But the cup final, it was so one-sided. I never, never, ever once felt that we were going to concede and Arsenal were going to score. They had some great players playing for them, though, Arsenal did. Hell of a side, they, mate. They, they, were, they were the favourites, weren't they? Yeah, they were. I, I, funny enough, I heard um, on Graham, um, GB, Graham Blackburn show, the Naked Footy show last night, he had Roger Osborne and someone yeah. else raised this point. But he said, don't forget, though, yeah, although Arsenal were the favourites, Purely only, really, based on that season's form. Because he said, yeah. you know, right through the 70s, OK, Arsenal had won the double in 71, which is really before, you know, the great Robson side started to form, perhaps a season or two later. We'd always beaten Arsenal. We, you know, we had the whip hand over Arsenal. You know, it had been more, in previous seasons, it had been more unusual for Arsenal to beat us. You know, we've, we've covered games like 4-1 at Highbury and games like that, you know. That's certainly, we used to turn Arsenal over every single game, probably. So was that you know one of the games where the joke is what what's always brought to the FA Cup final and never used? Is that was that a game as well? Yeah, it was Malcolm was it Malcolm McDonald and it's super yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. just to put into context, you know, Dave remembers all these memories, but my <laughs> memories of the game are, are somewhat uh, limited. And I'm, I was at home, not really old enough to to fully appreciate it. But what I remember at, at the end, well, you know, we we watched it at home with, with some of the some of my family and stuff, and you know, recall the goal, but again. You know, it was it didn't fully understand. You know what what that meant, and then I remember at the end, my mum gave me my my Ipswich Town scarf yeah. and f- didn't force me out the front door. But I remember we were then all running around the close and the street, you know, waving our scarves and flags and stuff. I mean, it, it, it was just incredible. I mean, right from the start, we just took control of the game. And something Roger Osborne did say last night. I mean, he was um, he was uh, really in the side. I mean, they had this. Big, big defeat at Aston Villa the week before, and I think where Robson had completely, Bobby Robson had completely changed the team around to accommodate Colin Viljone, who Roger Osborne quite rightly said was probably the most talented player at the side. You know, although South African had qualified to play for England, England international quality, quality player. Previous two seasons had been, you know, terrible injuries. I think Achilles operations, stuff like that, really bad injuries. And we'd played at Villa the week before and got absolutely whacked. I think six one. Um, I think. Overton, I think we said he that was, before, yeah. was the yeah. goalkeeper. He was one and only appearance and he was man of the match. So clearly from that, um, funny enough, I texted him this question to Graham last night and he said, yeah, he knew as soon as after, after that game that he was going to play in the cup final. And he was detailed in the cup final to pick up, as he did to Cruyff yeah. earlier that season in the UEFA Cup, he was detailed to pick up Liam Brady, who probably at the time, arguably, was the best player in the first oh, division. He was, yeah, he was That's a great quality. player. Oh, yeah. you're Irish. Yeah, yeah. Quality, quality player. Um, that was the season he scores that ridiculous goal at White Hart Lane. If it was goal of the season, That's right, he bends yeah. it yeah. and his left foot. Great, great player. But as, as again, as Osborne said, you know, clearly that day Brady wasn't fit, wasn't fully fit. And he said it made his job a lot easier because he said, not saying Ipswich was so dominant would have been any different. The result wouldn't have been any different. But he said Liam Brady was such an influential player and probably playing at 80, 70, 80%. And, and he said, you know, right from the start. So that worked in their favour. And then, um, there was touch and go whether Alan Hunter was going to be fit. He came through his fitness test. And he said, we honestly went out, you know, and I think it shows, they went out with the view with, we just can't lose this game. We're yeah. not going to lose. And bossed Arsenal from the start. We all know, you know, Mariner hits the bar, walk, incredibly hits the post. In, well, just like deja vu. And it, same same spot, literally, in the spell of about 
15 minutes in the second half. Jennings makes a brilliant... He's probably, again, Jennings, arguably Shilton, Clements, Jennings, up, I'd say up there at the time with Shilton and Clements, probably the best, best goalkeeper in the first yeah, division. Yeah. Incredible save from He Burnham. was a better keeper, I think, looking back on it, than, than uh, around that time than, than Shilton and... Oh, at the time, yeah. at the time, I think yeah. I'd say probably very big, big hands, massive hands. I mean, yeah. don't forget, Shilton had won the league with Forest that season. So Shilton, that was Shilton's not first big season. He was a great yeah. goalkeeper, but yeah, I'd say Jennings was on a par with them easily. So, so, do you remember what your reaction was like when, um, you was, know, Geddes goes down down the right yeah. wing? Well, this is another thing, and this is uh, this is the thing we meant. We might mention this on the last part. I mean, Geddes was only really playing. Trevor Weimark had been. Um, was always you know quality player up front, you know great um, technique, great in the air, brilliant partnership with Mariner. He'd been injured, I think, against Norwich um, on Boxing Day. I think he did his knee ligaments, so he'd only just really came back into the into the reckoning. But this was a point, Dana Ferguson, who said, "Look, um, you know, why might not perhaps fully fitting on it? We're going to play Geddes up against Sammy Nelson. Was Arsenal had a really strong left side, Sammy Nelson, Liam Brady." And to stop them playing, that aggressive sort of runner, to stop them playing. And it absolutely worked, uh, you know, worked a treat. I think I'm right in saying that was Geddes. And I might, someone will shoot me down. Might have been his, and you might have, may have been his only appearance in the cup that year. Might have been. Might yeah. have played one of the early, I can't remember. Well, it's interesting because if you have a look, you know, we've got the Ipswich Town have got their own Hall of Fame. And uh, he's the only he's one. The, yeah, he's the only one from the FA Cup, yeah. you know, including Mick Lambert, who came on. He's the only one yeah. who's not been inducted into that. And I think. This would be a nice time to bring him into it, you know, 40 Definitely. years on the on the anniversary. Definitely. Um, did you uh, make a banner? You know, when I look back, there's loads of banners, like no, things I, about Ipswich make Terry Neal. I didn't know. I've still got my, my it's really battered, in the yeah. loft. When I found my, I think I bought my programme last time, in the loft, I've still got the, the sort of like the standard blue and white checkerboard type flag. Not quite a big, yeah. a bit battered now, which, which you know, you had on a bit of a like bamboo cane sort of thing, you know. So I had one of those. Um Oh, just, just brilliant, and you know, the, you know, you remember the goal going in, you know, and again, the goal goes in, and then I think McDonald might have had a shot afterwards. That's that's always shown on the on the sort of on YouTube and stuff, and Cooper saves that easy enough, and just the whole thing about the goal. I remember, I remember then going up to get the cup, unbelievable, and he holds the cup. You remember the the lap of honour, you know, all that. And I remember the ref, Derek Nippard was the guy, and then ref, it was his last game, and him and his linesman did a lap of honour as well. I remember that stupid thing sticking in your mind. And then for me, um, obviously the team stayed up there. I remember going, you know, on the Cornhill the next day, just absolutely heaving, you know. And I, great, I, great memories. I, I remember that. Great memories. I, I remember, you know, being being brought down, like you say, Cornhill, which is is quite different to how it is now, which, yeah. which is quite good. Cause I think they dug half of it up at the moment, <laughs> but um, I think you know the the buses used to go right into the front. Oh yeah, of the, used the to go under hall. the arch. So Lloyd's Avenue, the buses yeah. used to go under the well, but the, the yeah, not the dug, but the single decker buses, yeah. yeah, out under the arch and up to the station. And people were standing oh, and sit on bus shelters, yeah, on top of the bank, the post oh, office. There was, I think Debenhams was being rebuilt at the De- time. Debenhams, De- sorry, De- what am I saying? Yeah. Debenhams. Yeah. People standing on Debenhams scaffolding yeah. and the Golden Line on the line and. Oh, it's just, just, just incredible. I yeah, remember times, um, when we filtered out of the, the, the crowd, uh, my mum and dad had taken me down to Portman Road. Because like I said, I think I said before, my dad works at, or worked at Eastern Electricity on Constantine Road. Yeah, and, and so he, he parked in these yards, is what he always called, you know, park, park in the yard. Yeah. And we went past Portman Road and then we thought, hang on a minute. And in those days, it was quite easy. So we, next thing we found ourselves. So on the day that Ipswich were parading the FA Cup final, there, there's... Um, uh, 
actually, my mum and dad have got some cine oh, footage of this. Footage of, wow. Yeah, and you can see me waving a waving a flag on Portman Road pitch. See, that was there, ingrained in you, wasn't and it? And I think you know we, we've got to mention um, that you know uh, you've got tickets. I think you were saying for my my blue. I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I saw. Did you see the guy who's actually playing, Bobby Robson? No. Oh. Well, his voice, just close your eyes. and he's Really? Just, oh, just like so him. So looking forward to that, yeah. So when are you going? I'm going, um, I'm going twice, actually, because I think I'm going the 12th and the 26th, something like that. Yeah, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. But, yeah, just brilliant times. And um, I worry, what I also remember about that, two days later, talk about talk about lucky boy, it was Mick Lambert's testimonial it game. It was, yeah. Um, no. Yeah, it was Mick. Lam- yeah, mm-hmm. two days ago it was Mick Lambert's testimonial. Then a day after that, they had a home final game of the season at home to Wolves, I think. Yeah, where they paraded the cups. So I went to both of those. That was just ridiculous. Yeah, so good. Um, but yeah, Mick Lambert wasn't daft, was he? What, we, we, no, he I wasn't. Mean, was that was that planned before? I, mean, I guess it I, must have been. Yeah, but, yeah, I assume it must have been. But you imagine that if if we'd have lost, yeah, a bit of an anticlimax. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But no, you just just no danger of losing the game. And you're right, Arsenal had a terrific side. You know, the front three, Sunderland, who subsequently played for Ipswich, Frank Stapleton, McDonald, you know, all right, never, never, um, yeah, never performed in a cup final, never scored in a cup final, never won a cup final. But um, yeah, just great, great players, you know. Um, and we just totally, on the day, probably is the most one-sided 1-0 one you're ever, ever, and I don't think it's an exaggeration. You're ever likely to likely to see, really. So take take me back forty years, and you know you've you've just moved into your own house, and you you've bought your second car, whatever. You said you were twenty five or whatever. Can did you think did you think back then that actually this this could become the norm? Did you think if if, if someone would have said to you, do you realise that in forty years time we we won't have ever played in the no. cup final again? No, no. No, yeah. yeah, no, no. So, real for anybody who was there and anybody who can remember, it's just special memories. That special memories, and and never, yeah, okay, we, well, yeah, um, uh, well, we played there once more, oh, well, twice more. I went yeah. to the charity shield. That was a bit yeah. of an anticlimax against Forest, who got battered us on the day, and obviously went to the the, the playoff final against um, against Barnsley back in back in. I mean, I'll have to, and I'll share it with you next week um, because obviously we're, we're getting towards like the. Those sort of games, playoff games, and the stat machine could could bring one of those up. But yeah. Ipswich have played at Wembley three times, and I've never been. I've only oh. been to Wembley to watch Guns and Roses twice. I, I think I went to see In Excess there. All right, I've seen the Denver Broncos play um, the San Francisco Forty Nine ers, and recently I saw the Jacksonville Jags versus oh. the Baltimore Ravens. So you never seen a, a, no, a, a American football? You never seen a. No. Soccer. No. Soccer. I've had chances to go and watch other games of football, mm-hmm. but I've always said stupidly, and, you know, I'll I'm kind of like, yeah, I'll wait for it switch. And, mm. yeah, I yeah. wish I hadn't said that now. No, incredible. And, and, you know, even the guy, you know, my mates I grew up with, and we'd, you know, subsequently see each other, and we, we always said, you know, back then you just took it, you almost took it for granted. Yeah. You know, and we did. Um, so but, take, taking things for granted, I'm going to take it for granted that you know the answer to this next question. Go on. What was number one that day? I'll tell you what, number one that day was, um, I would say, the big film that summer was Saturday Night Fever, so it must be something from Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. You've almost named the title, but you've had another was, word. I would say it's probably Night Fever. Night Fever, yeah. Yeah, yeah it must be. Yeah, it was huge all, all summer, followed by... Oh, autumn, I guess, would have been Greece, wouldn't it? I think. Yeah, both autumn back. tends to follow summer. Well, you, but know, yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you what, um, 
what we're going to do th- this week, we're only going to do three games because I, I don't know about you if you were still listening to it, but, you know, Dave could go on about it for weeks and weeks about all of these different, you know, for goodness sake, he's going to watch the the um, My Blue Heaven twice. I'm not quite sure why. Do you think oh, he's going to... Oh, because we've got two lots of tickets. Someone yeah. bought us for Christmas, yeah. Um, you know, no no coordination. So, there so you what go. I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to drag you away from the 6th of May, 1978, and bring you... Uh, forward in time to the 6th of May again. Go on. It's the 6th of May, 1981. <laughs> You're doing so, I'm not going to any voice left. Yeah. Who would have thought? You Will you have a drink? Well, and I'll, I'll just on. I'll just have a long talk. Who, who would have thought that, you know, three years after we won our first and, and, and only FA Cup at Wembley, that three years to the day later that we would be playing in the UEFA Cup final? First leg Nuts. against AZ... 67 of Alkmaar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that was it, and that was the last chance. I mean, I keep banging on about this season, as you know, bored everybody, but, you know, the best season in the club's history. Uh, well, arguably, perhaps the 1962, probably, because we won the, champ- the, you know, the actual Division 1. But I think a lot of um, a lot of people with knowledge, this is probably, on all fronts, the best, the best season in the club's history. And we missed out. I mean, you know, we got to the... Um, Got to UEFA Cup final. Let's say the hard way, really by performing really well at home. In fact, I think, um, yeah, we lost several games. I mean, Salonica, we lost away, um, but we built up a big lead at home. Bohemians, we lost away, but built another. Um, Bidzev, the Polish, Bidzev, lots the same. Um, yeah, just, um, and um, and never, and always, you know, always had reasonable runs in the UEFA Cup, but been knocked out by Barcelona and and, you know, teams like that. So it was um, it was superb to get to the final, and this was this was the thing you know we'd we'd gone so close this season cup semi final, I think this that if I'm right was like three or four days after we'd lost effectively well not not effectively yeah. lost the championship to Bosco Jankovic yeah to Villa we yeah. lost at Middlesbrough, so this, Villa lost at Arsenal that game as well Villa lost yeah. two 0 at yeah. Arsenal yeah yeah tell you score for Arsenal one of the goals for Arsenal that day Brian McDermott oh. There you go. Well, what happened to him? Because he, he lost on you. He was at Reading, and that oh, was it. Lost track. Lost track. Man. Um, I've got the I've got the program from the game. Well, and the reason I brought this, you notice I haven't brought the FA Cup final because I have got an yeah, original got... FA Cup final yeah. one. Some people have got the reproductions and stuff, but if I want to bring the original one out, the guy who normally goes around with the Premier League trophies, like uh, Hank, yeah. he, he he was busy tonight, so he couldn't. So I brought this one because I've got two of this. Yeah. Um, before we go in, I just wanted to mention who the who the mascot was. Oh, Could you imagine who you know being the oh, mascot in the UEFA Cup final? Come on! So um, his name is Richard Lee. Yeah, and you know for me one of the most important things is when you have one of those iconic matches, you know, in Ipswich Town's history. Yeah, that is great that somebody from hopefully the area of Ipswich can be the mascot. It's not. Where is he so from? So we've got Richard Lee of Millsale, which I think. That was his name of his house. He was clearly quite ah, posh. Okay, yeah. I don't know about then. Yeah. No, but back then, yeah, if, you, no if your house had a name, you no wouldn't number. be a posh. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mill Lane. Yeah. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. 
Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Horndon on the Hill. I don't even know what it is. In Essex. Horndon on the Hill. I don't even know what it is. Well, it gives you a bit more because he attends Horndon on the Hill Primary School. So it's got a primary school. His favourite player is Paul Mariner. Yep. So Richard Lee, and for anybody who wants to do a little bit of Facebook stalking. How old was he? uh, He's eight. So he'd be 45. Yeah. About. And Lee is spelled L-E-I-G-H. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay. Um. What I like about the back of the program, it says the the exact numbering of the AZ Alkmaar team and substitutes will be announced over the PA system prior to the kickoff, <laughs> together with any alterations to the Ipswich Town lineup. So the Ipswich Town lineup, you're going to tell me whether they got it right or not? So they printed the program before. Yeah, I could tell the lineup. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, and you you nod if any of them are wrong. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it might be right myself. Even though I know Cooper, yeah, Mills, McCall, Tyson, Osman. Butcher Walk, Murin, Mariner, Brazil, well, Gates. The team. Yeah. The team. Um, who stood out for, for the AZ67 Altmar team? Names that kind of, if you're, a, if you're you know, a, yep. a little bit older, you might remember um, Johnny Metod, yeah. Met, Met God. Met Hog. Yeah, Met, Met Hog. And he had a thunder bastard of I a d- right foot. I didn't realise that Hugo... Hovenkamp. Hovenkamp, yeah. He was their captain and also played for Holland for a fair bit. But one guy that stands out, and yep. I love this so much, is Eddie Eddie Tritel. Goalkeeper. Yeah. yeah. He, he's like a Bobby Charlton lookalike. Yeah, he's got a bit of a comb-over game. Oh, there, that is... Eddie um, Tritel, yeah. Uh, Richard Vandermeer. Richard Vandermeer. Um, let me think. So, spell boss. Um, Kais Kiss. Kais Kissed. Yeah, Keith Keist. Keith Keist. Keith Keist. Yeah. Um, Spell Boss, Pietol, um, Peters. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, the 11 that they listed were Eddie Tritel, Richard Vandermeer, yeah. Ronald Spellbosch, yeah. uh, Johnny Method, Hugo Hoven, yeah. Hovenkamp, Jan, Jan Peters, yeah. uh, Kurt Veschel. Oh, yeah. Kurt, Kurt Veschel, Austrian. Austrian, yeah. yeah. Um, he picked up with. Dutch accent, anyhow. Yeah. Uh, Peter Arnst. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Jos Jonker. Jos Jonker, yeah. He scored, yeah. A, he scored a hell of a goal in the second leg. Christian Nygaard. Yeah. He sounds like, that sounds like a name that's playing now. Christian yeah, Nygaard, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, Pierre Toll. Pierre Toll, yeah. So that's what you had to pay to get on the on the Phillips of Pierre, <laughs> was it? Yeah. The Pierre Toll. Yeah. So just to quickly take us through it, drop the program down there. Um, uh, uh, AZ67 Altmar were managed by German. George Kessler from right. Yeah, George Kessler. Yeah. 
Um, and they played in uh, white shirts and red shorts. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I want to say about that was that um, AZ67 Altmar have got a link with an American football team's nickname. Go on. So it's the Green Bay Packers. All right. And you know what their fans are called? The Packers? No, they're called um, the Cheeseheads. Oh, okay. Because they wear big lumps of cheese on their head, not I, real cheese. I think I've seen yeah. that. Yeah, um, and it stood out that AZ67 Altmar's nickname is the Cheeseheads. There you go. Um, so uh, there's an early penalty chance for, for Altmar, um, which obviously they, they don't... When you look at the highlights of this, it, I know you talked earlier about the FA Cup final, but... These could be highlights edited in Ipswich, but it seems so one-sided. Yeah, I can't remember them having a chance at all. Um, so, uh, uh, 28 minutes, uh, it's a pretty scrappy build-up. The ball's bobbling around in the, in the North Stand goal. Walking miscues looks like a shot, and it goes to Mariner. Mariner kind of volleys it in, and you've gone for Hovenkamp, I think is your pronunciation of him. Ho- Hovenkamp. Hugo Hovenkamp. Yeah, he handballs it. But to be fair, when you look at it, it's it's hit at him at a fair lick. Yeah. Um, Walkie takes the penalty. Would have been sent off for that straight red today. Yeah, he? he would have been. Um, yeah. Bottom left, yeah. past um, Bobby Charlton in goal. So we're one nil up at half time. Uh, in the second half, this is a great goal. You know, some goals that you watch and you kind of remember. Have you seen the footage to this goal? Yeah. Have you seen because Jerry Harrison is interviewing Bobby Robson? That's yeah. as he's walking back to the dugout. After half time, he said, "It's brilliant, isn't he?" And doesn't he say something like, "Oh, you've you've made me you've made me miss a goal or something like that?" Well, Jerry said, yeah. "Well, what do you think? Yeah, well, we need to keep the pressure yeah. on. We're playing really well, and yeah, yeah we could do with a second goal." And he yeah. sort of said, "Oh, well, there you are then." Well, what what stands out for me is that yeah, Gates plays a, a ball through to Brazil, and he, he's standing on the edge of the box. So he's got his back to the keeper, and he's got one of the great things he was really good at was holding up Strong. play. Yeah, just held up play, just nudges it. Um, he played it into the path of Tyson. Tyson then has a shot which um, Bobby Charlton. Yeah, Bobby Charlton saves, but then it does that sort of looping up, a bit weird, like isn't it? a bit like Freddie Sears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. loops up. Um, obviously not as, as high, and and the keeper's already committed on the ground, and he's almost doing a desperate like, please, sir, I'm trying to reach the ball, <laughs> and 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 Tyson just follows it in, nod, nods it in. Yeah. Uh, that that's two nil after forty six minutes in in front of the churchman stand. Oh yeah. Uh, ten there. minutes later, uh, Brazil. This is go- a good goal. Oh, what, what I like about the goal, he goes into the penalty area and he he hits it. So he's coming from. If you're thinking now, he's coming from the corner flag in front of where the away fans are standing now, going into the penalty area, and he's about three or four yards from the byline, and he plays a ball in with the outside of his left foot. Such a good, such who, a great Who would skill. even expect that someone brilliant. to play that? And, and what a finish by Mariner, just yeah. a near post flick as a class goal. He kind of like steers, steers it in, doesn't he? Yeah, class. Um, but then there's a great chance for, for AZ, as I'm going to start calling them now, at, at, when they're 3-0 <laughs> down. We, we've got a corner, you know, huh. putting pressure on to make it 4-0. Yeah. Then there's a great break down the left wing, and they literally nip, nick the ball off us in our own, you know, in their own right-back position. They go the full length. This guy runs for ages and ages, plays a cross into the middle, and I've no idea who's it, who's in the middle. And this guy, oh, he screws his shot wide. He's completely free. And um, Paul Cooper goes up to him, and he, he he's not he's not being horrible, but he's kind of having a little bit of a laugh with him, you but know. Much to say, yeah. There's your chance, mate. Yeah. Um, Don't so remember I, that at all. I, I did a little bit of research, Go and um, AZ67 Altmar are now just AZ Altmar. Okay. They were. Uh, they were formed between two teams, mm-hmm. AZ fifty four Alkmaar, mm-hmm. and, and I'm guessing well, if they, and AZ thirteen probably that's how they got the sixty seven. I don't know, but yeah, AZ fifty four Alkmaar. Yeah, um, and this season they've finished uh, third in the 
Eredivisie. Oh, what? Or Eredivisie. Eredivisie. So, I assume, does that mean Champions champ, sh- Champions League? I guess it does. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Does it? I don't know how it works in um, don't know. Don't in, know. in the in the Dutch lands. No. Um, and do you remember number one? I remember what number one was. I had a look. Uh, no, I need a clue. What's the clue? Give us a clue. Um, uh, give me all your money. Oh yeah, okay. I want you to say it in yeah, a Dutch yeah, yeah. accent. Give me yeah. It's um, it's Adam and stand and deliver. Yeah. Yeah. Stand, stand and deliver. <laughs> yeah. And Stand so that that was number one. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention to you was the fact that, like you said, it was it was a UEFA Cup final. Yeah. Twenty seven thousand five hundred thirty two. Yeah. Again, I, I I don't know whether they had to take some seats out for I don't know press or something like that. I I don't really know. But I, what would be interesting? I think we had, I think we had a bigger crowd than that, um, like a month earlier for the cup. Quarter final replay again. Oh, you, you can tell against Forest. I bet it was bigger than that. Yeah, stats now gonna consult the getting the program. Program. Did they give the? I, I reckon we did. I reckon that Forest game must have been thirty thousand. Forest when when we March. So, all right, there we go. March the tenth, yeah. FA Cup. Yeah, thirty-four thousand. Thirty-four. Wow. Hang on, I might be on the wrong line. No, thirty-four thousand away. We had thirty-one thousand. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and sixty. Say. Yeah, and I bet there were other bigger. Um, I bet if you went down, there was a game against Spurs where we won 3-0. It, it was the next game. Um, how many people were there that 32,052. Yeah. Wow, weird. So, yeah, I'm not quite sure why that happened. Uh, maybe press, something like that. I don't know. So, I've got a question for you. Hmm. And you obviously, you, you never know when this is going to happen. And sometimes the stat machine is a bit unfair. Go on. So, let's play the manager game. So, AZ67, Alkmaar's oh, s- manager... Well, we've done the other teams. Go Arsenal, we've done that before. We've done... Leave it out. So, who was the manager before? Look, some people at home are probably thinking, I think I might know this. So, do you remember who the AZ67 Altmar manager was before George Kessler? No, I don't. Stay. I can't. I can't. Um, I would say, um, so Dutch football, um, uh, AZ67. Shall George. I give you a clue? Oh, yeah, go on. I've never heard of either of these. Right, okay. Apologies uh, to anybody who will suddenly go, oh my goodness, they were one of the best Dutch managers of I the century. I was just trying to think, it was du- whether it was, there was a Dutch manager um, who went on to manage Barcelona, Renus Mikkels. Oh. No. So was he Dutch? I always thought he was French with that name. No. No. So the manager before was Cor, was his first name, C-O-R. Yeah. Cor van den Hart. <laughs> Should have got that. Yeah. And after him was Han... Hans Eichenbrook. <laughs> they mean it. They don't mean anything to me. One, one, one sounds like the second one sounds like a a German, um, yeah, war prisoner or something. Well, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd never, um, no, never so heard of either for, of those. I, uh, ITFC uh, Ned Lange on on Twitter. I mean, they were screaming the answers out in there. You know, <laughs> people over in Holland are saying, "Oh, remember Hans Eichenbrook? He was a he was a great player." So I tell you what, we've we've done an FA Cup Good final. Days. Uh, we've done a UEFA Cup final, so the stat machine is now bringing us back to the bread and butter of the league. Right, it's the seventh of May, nineteen eighty-four. <clears throat> so three years after eighty-one. Yep. Um, in the home dugout is Ron Atkinson. Yep, big Ron. Yeah, and in the away dugout at Old Trafford is Bobby Ferguson. Yep. Um, go to that game. I did. It was I did. A, I did. It was a Monday. It was. It was the current. So it's Bank Holiday Monday. So the corresponding Monday, as it is 
<laughs> this Monday sounds a bit yeah. odd. This this bank holiday, yeah. So the first spring May Day, they call it, I suppose that's their, their equivalent. So it would have been the equivalent, uh, yeah, Monday of this coming Monday. Um, I think yeah. I, I think I followed you. So this Monday we're playing Manchester United. I think it says it. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. It was. Um, yeah, it was. This was the first season, really, after Robson left. Ferguson was in charge. That we struggled. We really struggled. Yeah, and we were down really. But this, this was, I think, one of the last games, the latter games, and a ten-game spell at the end of the season, which I mean, incredible form. You know, former previous seasons, one six, drew three, lost one, um, including like a week before. We, I remember played at Anfield, so Liverpool. Had won the league. Surprisingly, it was in the eighties. Yeah, um, early eighties. Liverpool won the league, um, and we drew two, two. That's on YouTube. Gate scores a hell of a goal up the cop end, past Grobola, like a half volley right yeah. in the top corner. Um, so, but we were still, we were still not safe. I think there was a game or so. Although it was seventh of May, there was still another. This wasn't the last game. There was still a game or so to go. So I don't think we were we were totally the, safe. Yeah, this this was game forty one. The reason that the the stat machine picked <clears> it out was, and it will become clear as we go through the goals. So um, in the first half, Ray they, Wil- they Ray, score early. Yeah, Ray Wilkins uh, playing for for Manchester United. Yeah, puts in a cross. And I had to just double check that this player was actually the player that I thought it was. Mm. Goes across and Mark Hughes, it's his debut season yeah. for, for Manchester yep. United. Yep, yep. He scores, um, puts them 1-0 up yep. and uh, Manchester United go in at half-time uh, leading 1-0. What, so, something else about this game that I remember now, and this came out of, just, just very quickly to back, backtrack a bit, this came out of Bobby Ferguson, who, who we, we covered a bit on the pod the other week, who's just sadly passed away. Um <laughs> he was so sort of taken, you know, he was so taken in, you know, the importance of the game and everything and what it meant, you know, obviously to, you know, for staying up and not getting relegated. That apparently, um, it's, it's well, he, he, I've read this before and he said it the other, um, it was reported on the other week. Um, they're every, they're out on the pitch warming up or doing the pre-match walk around the pit or, or warming up, I think. Um, well, they didn't used to do that back in those days. So it must have been the pre-match walk around or whatever. And um, he. <laughs> He he was following back in uh, Remy Mo. He's following Remy Moses back into the back into the confines of the stand yeah, to the yeah. changing rooms. What and the fans and, parted? No, and no. thought it uh, very good. Yeah, and you. thought it was um, Romeo Zondervan and ended up in the United <laughs> changing room. <laughs> About to address his players yeah, and realised yeah. he was in the wrong changing room. Anyway, that, sorry, that, I no, that, is a, that is a classic story. Thanks, mate. Well, well maybe you know, maybe his little halftime uh, chat in there worked. Well, I think so. Well, that's what the players said because I think well, it wasn't after these before the games. He went back in and told the players that, and they were all, you know, like you said, just absolutely killing themselves. And um, yeah, that sort of relaxed them somewhat. So I, I, I can remember the game. Um, I can remember going one nil down, and I can't remember you know it actually battering us. You know, missing well, clearly missing penalties or, or you know, hitting hitting woodwork and stuff like that. I, I, yeah, I think we're always sort of in the game. I mean, United were were a good team then. They were they were they were second in the league. Yeah. But I think you know, obviously, you know, Bobby's um, unusual half time little wander around or whatever. Um, two minutes later, and start the second half. It's a fantastic header by. That was a hell of a goal, Mish Davray. Yeah, Mish from uh, Alan Sunderland's cross. That's a great header. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Barry's good in the air, Davray, wasn't he? Very good. Yeah, Alan Sunderland was often underrated. I liked him. Yeah, he done well for yeah. us. Yeah, he did. Um, I think he was bought. 
in that, well, there wasn't a transfer window then. Yeah. I think he came to us probably about the March time, and I think it was him. I think he, he might have also scored a goal at Liverpool, actually. I think it was, I want to say he might have chipped in with like five goals during that period. I yeah, he, he was one of the main reasons. Initially we joined on loan, I think. Did I he? Think, yeah, I think he was on loan, and that quickly became a permanent deal. Yeah. Um, just to give you an idea, for those people who are listening, some of the players that were playing for, for Manchester, I'm not going to list them all, but obviously we know that uh, Mark Hughes was there. Um, uh, uh, Brian Robson. Yeah, he was playing. Yeah. Um, Kevin Moran, as my mum would say. Yeah. Some people say Kevin Moran, but yeah. yeah. Um, U.R., Paul McGrath. Yeah. He was playing. Frank Stapleton. That's oh, a good side, mate. Yeah, most of those players are Wilkins Irish. Wilkins still there? Wilkins there? Yeah, maybe? Wilkins crossed for, for Hughes. I'm oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've covered that. Um, sorry, I've glossed over already. Yeah. I'm guessing Arnold wasn't there. Muran, he must have moved on uh, by that point. His name, his oh, name would have jumped out at that point. He may have gone. I don't think he stayed long. I think he was only a couple of sets. So... 82, 83, playing the cup final. I'd have thought he'd have stayed. I'm sure he'd stayed two seasons. Maybe he was injured. Yeah. Remy Moses, hopefully. Re- yeah, I Remy think Moses. I've got that story yeah, he, right. he was there, definitely. Yeah. So, with four Good minutes side. to go, um, ball, I don't really know. I couldn't find anything about this. Oh, so this you, hits, this, this, you I just tell me about the goal. A cross comes in, and it's yeah. a real scruffy one. It's sort of the United players sort of miss it. And. Um, Sunderland's quite close in, and he sort of like, yeah, bundles it in. He said bundles it, and literally with his knee. Yeah, yeah. But that was that was really the result. I, I think, I think, thinking about it, I think that result virtually meant we were safe. And Survi- is- yeah, survival was assured, and it meant that um, Man United's title hopes were dashed because Liverpool had beaten Coventry City two 0 okay. that day. Yeah. Um. So it was game forty one. We were fifteenth. Um, uh, with 50 points but there was something that became a lot more historic about about that result there was a couple of things here yeah. I mean we given this run I think this just showed you how dead and buried we were until we had this brilliant 10 game run because yeah. I think at the end of the season we finished 12th with something like 51 you probably got it there yeah. 51 points or something like that and I think there was like did we, from, sorry, did we loop? Did we won our next game? Didn't we? I keep thinking we beat Villa two one. Yeah. So yeah, we're, so we were three three points for a win. Yeah, we're fifty three points. Yeah. Yeah, it was three points. So, yeah. so fifty three, and I think forty nine or something got rele- got relegated. Yeah. yeah. And then so we finished twelfth. There was yeah. about seven teams, in you know, spaced out by like four points. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, but, but the the other standout stat from the game. Of, this is a hell of a stat, and I I was only aware of this. When the when the run ended, yeah, um, and I and you, I don't know if you know. Who, well, I don't know when. The, but just to let people know what it is, so the, uh, in 1984, yeah. um, obviously Manchester United played at home to Old Trafford. They were winning at half time, yeah, and they lost at full time in a, in a league game. In a yeah. league game, yeah. Um, I went up to as far as 2013 and 14, and that record was still standing. Wow. I, I reckon it was about that season. It I reckon, was about yeah. 30 years about before five Manchester. Years ago. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea. People incredible. at home are going to say, oh, it was Swansea beat them or stuff like that. I don't, I don't know. know. But yeah. It was a, and and, I, and I, I think I only found that out when the stat when that stat was broken. And yeah. I, I, it must have been about four seasons ago. You're right. It was an yeah. incredible stat. Absolutely yeah. floats my, my boat, that sort <laughs> of stat. Um, I'm going to throw it, because I knew this was your era. I'm going to Go throw on. you another number one. Um... 1984. Yeah. I remember... Frankie Goes to Hollywood? No. Oh, okay. Um, Wham? No. Oh. But you're kind of, you're kind of in the right <laughs> era of listing acts that were around in 1984. 1984. And they were like a big band, I think. And But, you know, what wasn't my music. What, boy band? Like, yeah, yeah. Duran Duran. Duran Duran. Hey! Yeah. Um, 
that there was a classic video that I think might have got released on John Craven's news round, and I remember what seeing are you that. On about? Yeah, um, not Rio, not uh, oh, um, what's the real big hit? There? Um, I can hear people screaming at him. Is there info. something I should know? No, oh, I don't know. Is that the? That's not the no. Shall I tell you what it is? Go on. The. Oh, the reflex. The reflex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The video. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome video. That was a great video. Yeah. So, yeah. Better than the song. So the like I said, this week we've only got three games because you know you were giving us some of your great memories from. from <laughs> yeah, sorry. Well, actually, from the eighties, like a right walk down memory lane. It for was, you. mate. It was. So let's wow. move to notable birthdays. Now, oh. what I love about this, the sixth of May, nineteen seventy-eight, we um, won the FA Cup. The 6th of May, 1981, we um, were in the UEFA Cup final, first yeah. leg. Yeah. And on the 6th of May, 49 years ago, Ipswich's... So so, so what you're saying, so yeah. the 6th of May, when we won the Cup, oh, Little Jim was nine. He was, yeah. <laughs> Little Jim Jilton was nine. I wonder if he was ever there and he thought, I tell you what, I'd love to play play for Ipswich. But there was some, obviously something about the 6th of May, you know, great player. Uh, you know, obviously yeah. he was managed for the club as well. Yeah. Um, so on the Quite 6th of May, he'll be 49. Wow. Just to give you a little bit of his of his career, started off at Liverpool, and I think he shares a few stories about being a, yeah. an apprentice there and in the yeah. boot room. And the, under sort of Paisley, I yeah. guess, yeah. Then he went to Oxford, mm-hmm. famously scored the, the opener against us in the 1992. Shark in the, shark yeah. in, the house in, in the 7th minute, hence that's why his Twitter name is at Majilton7. Uh, then he went to Southampton. <laughs> then he went to Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, yeah, Sheffield um, Wed, yeah. yeah. He came to us on, like, actually, mm. think about that. When I went to school, right, there was a teacher called, and I'm going to bleep out, he's like, Mr. Bleep, right? And he was really nice. Oh. But he always said, you know what we're like, you Mr. know. Mr. Bleep. But, yeah, Mr. Bleep, that was a funny name, yeah. Um, you another Mr. Bleep. Yeah, he was, Mr. Bleep. <laughs> that, Mr. Bleep wasn't Mr. his Bump. proper name, yeah. yeah uh, oh, oh, wait, oh, sorry, yeah, that I was I was doing a bleep, you know, or a beep, Mr. <laughs> Beep. Right. Um, he used to say, um, that reminds me of a, like a song from um, Kaiser Chiefs, Never Mr. Beat. Never Mr. Beat. Yeah, Mr. Beat. Anyway, I'm going off on a massive tangent. But anyway, he used to say, Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Yeah. So when you were like 11 or 12, and you'd be like, he used to love it. It'd be the greatest day in the week. And you'd be like, sir, so what, what day is it? And he'd be like, it's Wednesday, <laughs> which is great. So yeah. Jim then played, get, bring back Jim of Jill, and he played for Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Um, joined us on loan in 1999, which became permanent. Was a player until 2006. He made 315 appearances, 21 goals. Then in 2006, he becomes yeah. manager until 2009. Uh, when he left Ipswich under a, a terrible cloud, really, and I think most people think that was... Dealt with dreadfully. He, done by. Um, yeah. He went to Queen's Park Rangers. Mm-hmm. That didn't end too well, did it? I think there was rumours of him headbutting uh, whatever his <laughs> name was, allegedly. Yeah. Buzz, what was his name? Great player who played for QPR. I think he played for... Akos Buzaki. Buzaki, that was it. Then um, he became Michael O'Neill's assistant manager at he Shamrock did. Rovers. Mm-hmm. And they had quite a good run in the Europe. Europa League or mm-hmm. whatever it was. I think they might have even played Spurs. Then he went on to Melbourne Victory. Okay. In um, I'm guessing that's Australia. Okay, so and and he kind of has now, according to Wikipedia, is the elite performance director with the uh, Northern Irish FA. He is. 
He is. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, looking at the stat machine, um, I think I know where we're going to go next week um, because the 17th of May kind of features. So I think we might talk about Jim a bit more next week. Oh, yes. Yeah. So let's move <laughs> on to our next notable birthday. Now, this guy was a great He's still a great player. Oh, man, I tell you. So on the 8th of May, uh, Mark Noble... Do you know what? Will be 31. Do you know what? I think Mark Noble, the career he's had, I think he's been a bit unlucky not to play for England, Mark Noble. I he, think he's that good. And you speak to West Ham fans that see him, you know, week in, week out. They said he's always 7, 8 out of 10 every single week. And still, you know, you watch him now in, you know, big games, you know, games they've played, you know, yeah. still Premier League. Still a very good player. And they say, you know, not West Ham aren't quite the same team when he's not playing. And I thought he was a bit older than this, you know. He must have, when he was at, at Portman Road, he must have been really 20, must be 10 seasons ago. Yeah, yeah I think he was about 19. I think wow, he, even yeah, longer. Yeah. I think yeah, he joined us in on loan from West Ham in 2006. So he would have been 19. Yeah. Um, he, he, my... he joined with Simon Walton? Or what, so That's right, yeah. At the same time. Yeah. Um, he played 13 appearances for us, or made 13 appearances, scored one goal, which was Coventry at home. But yeah, going back to your point, He's now close to 400 appearances yeah. for West Ham. Yeah. He's played for England at every level Other. apart from the yeah. senior side. Well, and there are rumours There are rumors a couple of years back that actually he could qualify to play for the Republic of Ireland through, I think, his, ah. his, his mother or dad yeah. or something like that. Um, maybe he thought, actually, like you've said, he, he should have been playing for England. Oh, yeah. I think he's incredibly unlucky. Great player. He was a great loan player. Yeah, no, very but good. When we're talking about great loan players... <laughs> We are talking about the greatest ever lone player to play for Ipswich. And, and you know, people can come and speak to me. Don't screw your face up. No, no, you know, no, no. You know, Tommy Lawrence. People, yeah. You know, people talk about him. Burst Sant Salina. Ryan Fraser. There is nobody better. I know, as a better a better player, no. Obviously, other players had greater impacts. They were here longer. But no, 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 no way. Well, he, no, no, I agree. Best, best lone player, obviously. How, he, how the hell... Did he come to play for us? Just to give you an idea. So we are talking about Giovanni <laughs> Dos Santos, who was born in Monterrey in Mexico. Oh, Yeah, Monterrey. And he made 28 appearances for Barcelona. He did. Um, then he went to Spurs. I got bored to see how many appearances he made for them. Not many, mate. Not no. many at all. And then he somehow, Jim somehow, snared him at Portman Road. Yeah. I, yeah. I've no idea how that how that. I think it was com- something to do with Charlie Woods. Oh, I believe did. Charlie Woods had a. But this guy played contact for, there. Played for like you well, know he came through the Barcelona yeah. academy system, didn't he? So you know, which is well, probably is great. Best. Great return, with, probably, and probably came through. Oh, it was Messi. Probably came through it with about the same time as Messi came. Through I'd like it. to think. Actually, I'm going to throw it in. So, do you realise that when he was at Barcelona, that Messi was actually his um, boot. Boot boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fantastic. He, just eight up, appearances, yeah. four goals, which yeah. is some. But you know what? I, I just loved his style of play. I don't know whether swagger. it was. Swagger. Yeah, swagger. Yeah. The fact that he was Mexican. I don't know. Everything that he wore a headband. Yeah. He scored good goals. He um, scored a, a penalty against Norwich. Yeah. Um, he scored a, a, a great goal. Um, Burnley, one yeah. against Burnley midweek. Oh, fantastic! One against Coventry end of the season. I remember he, he um, didn't he hit the crossbar in that game as well. Yeah, right at the end of that he's Coventry a tremendous game. player. He um, and um, I remember because obviously that Coventry game. So he was there while in the period that Keane took over from Magilton, of yeah, course. So yeah. Magilton was manager when he came yeah. in, and um, but he sort of put he, he put everyone in their place by saying, "Look, I just want to say now, yeah, he's a brilliant player, but." Yeah. 
he's never going to sign for us. No. So don't get your hopes up. We'll never see him again. You know, oh, good, you yeah, know. I've, I've absolutely no idea what, what he's doing at Portman Road. And he was right. And I don't, I don't think we did. In a way, his career went downhill after he left it, Ipswich. And he went, um, he then went on to sign for uh, Real Mallorca. Yeah, Deportivo did he play for? Uh, as my dad would say, Villarreal. Oh, Villarreal, yeah, that's yeah. right. And he also signed, I didn't realise, he, he's, he's now with a French club. La, La Galaxy. Oh, sorry. Uh, he's now he's now with LA Galaxy. He's been with them quite a while. And I'll tell you what he? I found out. La and Galaxy. some people are going to be sitting there thinking, Stat, I can't believe you didn't know that. Stat, I can't believe you didn't know that. He, his brother plays for La Galaxy. Yeah, I did know that. Did you? Jonathan. Yeah. Jonathan... I'm guessing Dos Santos. Johnny Dos Santos? Yeah. Yeah, Johnny Dos Santos, yeah. Apparently he... Do you not know that? that? He, and I also read that it was because of him that the phrase Johnny on the spot came about. Johnny Dos Santos. Um, so he also scored a World Cup goal in the 2014... He did. So that was in Brazil. It was. Yeah. Um, Great but f- player. But for me, yeah. What on earth he was doing at Portman Road? If you were lucky enough to be at one of those eight appearances and, and have seen Ipswich's greatest... Uh, Loney play for us and I, th- I think you're right you know things could have been very very different under the Keane era if he if he managed if to see had, if only he'd come at the start of the next season yeah on the season on the oh. Ryan Fraser type Tommy Lawrence Ooh. type first centre oh my word how things might have been different yeah love Gio and oh. you know what what a great end to to end this um, Mate, FA Cup um, special week that's probably I've got to say we've had brilliant some, some great weeks that I've enjoyed that we've done over this season but yeah that is probably my not surprisingly my favourite ever one um, just to remind everyone this is part of the Blue Monday Network of podcasts so please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and tweet us your memories good or bad to at Blue Monday ITFC um, hope you enjoyed it if you remember any of the events we talk about or have any suggestions then please let us know on social media at Blue Monday ITFC at Dave Diamond 3 and Stat, you can find him at ChompX3. And also, please don't forget to hit follow on there and please give us a like at facebook.com slash Blue Monday ITFC. Ben will be here with the preview show on Friday. Um, I'll be back with the flagship show with Ben on Monday, which will feature Stat's superb stat of the week. Great one last week, by the way. 4 0, 4 0, 0 4, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, with any luck we'll be back with more nostalgia this time next week take care see ya see ya later It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.